This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got a question for you. Name a place where you can get John and Wayne not once, but two times in the same week. Right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Listen, we're going to talk about the 49ers, the ins and outs. It's part two. Stick around. Let's get this show popping, baby. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Joe, breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. Breezy this. What's going on, faithful? I got the one and only. The legend, John. See what I did right there? The legend, John. In the building. Make some noise. John, what's going on, baby? Man, I, it's a good damn day. Uh, that, that's just like, this is awesome. I know where we're at in the calendar of the offseason and whatever else. But, dude, I'm pumped. We we got a great show lined up. We got this is one of the rare times where both of us prepared notes separately to bring. Like, this is going to be interesting because we we've never done this format before. I know. Uh, and the cool part is, I'm gonna let you leave this joint because I have I don't have notes. Did you have the notes? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I know what we're doing. Listen, I'm an off-the-cuff guy. I'm an ad-libber. I'll figure it out. And if I stumble and bumble and fumble, oh, well, I'll pick it back up and keep it moving. But that's what we do. That's why we work so well together. Uh, and, and, John, I'm super excited because very shortly I get to hang with my brother. Very shortly, I know you're far away. I know you're going through the stuff you're going through. You're going to be moving soon. That's that's amazing. I'm happy for you and the family. But I know come September, do you remember that day in September? I'm going to get a chance to meet up with you, the family, the the Rush crew. It's going to be so dope, John. Why don't you tell everybody about the 49ers Rush road trip? And where they can go if they didn't get their tickets for any of the games. Now, Pittsburgh may be sold out, but there's a possibility they could meet up with us at one of the other games that you're going to be hosting. Yeah, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, we've got five events up currently. Uh, we're going to be adding on to that. The move has kind of set me back a little bit, so I apologize for that. But we'll have a lot more up. Um, now, I'll, I'll say this. Our early bird pricing is going to end very, very soon. So right now is the cheapest that you can go to any of these parties, tailgates, whatever else. Uh, we do have to bump it up to cover our expenses, but we always want to reward those that are with us in these times. Um, and so, again, if you want to come with us to Pittsburgh, you know, the Dallas game, we've got the Monday night football game in Minnesota. Jacksonville is going to be a gigantic gigantic huge freaking party and then seattle thanksgiving day freaking tailgate my whole family's coming out for that one really excited about that one and then arizona as well which we haven't been to arizona in two years now because we were in mexico last year that's going to be a huge huge thing and it, it's here's the thing if you've never done one of these things you party with people family you come mm -hmm. by yourself you're not by yourself as soon as you show up and everything that we try to do is family oriented kids are free Kids are free because we want to build the community. Like, we foot the bill for that one. Um, so come hang out with us. Meet some people. Have a good time. There we go, Kali. That's Kali got his ticket already. Listen, the one thing that you didn't mention, and the cool thing, see, the, the, the best thing about this, 
uh, what got me so hooked into this is the fact that the environment and the, the community that we're building and the community that you originated and created, it's safe. And I don't think people understand, like the whole purpose of the Rush Road Trip was to create a home field experience on the road yeah. for the faithful. And we've had zero incidents. This is our fourth year doing this. Safe. We've had no issues, um, which is really, really cool. It's just you're bringing people together with a common idea. And listen, if you're listening to these shows and coming to party, you're not coming to cause issues. Because if you are, this probably isn't the show for you. You know, you're all about bringing people together and positive energy. And that permeates whenever everybody comes together. Um, and just kind of building that whole concept. Uh, 49ers Rush Road Trip. Go get your tickets. So I'm going to encourage John to not use SAT words on Fridays because <laughs> it's the end of the week. So when oh, he says no. permeates, I'm just like, okay, yeah, brain, I know, I know that word. I know I know how to spell it. Uh, but we're going to refrain from using SAT words on Fridays. Tuesdays, cool. Fridays, no SAT words. Straight, keep it real. Now I'm just playing with you. But guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to all the Countdown crew members that are in the building. John, you got a ton of people here, and I love it. Shout out to you guys. I got to give some special shout outs to the one and only Breezy Punch crew. They're in the building. Mike Eng's in the building. My man Troy's in the building. Don't bother me in the building. My girl B is in the building what's going on brandy i see you out there the one and only peachy brown is in the building not only is she in the building john she started the show off with a super chat that's going to give her the foghorn one time she says thank goodness it's friday and good morning to breezy and john let's have a great show already have an in and out i'm excited about it <laughs> i didn't even think about the in and out ref i Never mind. I'm excited about it, and I'm also excited for the Pit 49ers Rush Road Trip. Take six, hashtag faithful to the bay. Again, I'm looking on my other screen. I got to give a shout-out to the one. That's not the shout-out sound. That's the shout-out sound to the one and only Troy No, who's been a member of the Breezy's Bunch for seven months. Seven months. I've been watching Game Show Network, John, all week. And I, I will it, say that the Price is Right is a little dry. Uh, I miss how it used to be i don't know if you seen was the best man he was the goat and yeah. uh, and drew carey whatever his name is just ain't it nah i'm with you i had i now given i don't watch a lot of game shows anymore but i remember staying home from school being sick yes watching the prices right and All i would day. wait for that one dollar bet that was it. That would carry me through the whole episode. Just knowing there's that one troll out there that's just like, y'all all dumb, one dollar. That's it. <laughs> the, the, the key is to be under yeah. on that, you know? And I, <laughs> it was funny because there was this lady on there the other day, and she went over by a dollar. But the person that was under was under by 300, and they won because they were under and they didn't go over. It's the way it goes. Man. Amen. It's the way it falls. Another 49ers super chat. Shout out to the one and only Miss Debbie in the building. I hope you're doing well, Miss Debbie. Happy Friday, Wayne and John. Blessings to all the BBs and the CCs joining this morning. This is going to be a season to remember. It's our Niners time to do the thing thing. John, I got to ask you a question, right? Because this question was asked to me on the Wednesday show. And the question was breezy. If when when the 49ers, I don't even think they said if when the 49ers win the Super Bowl, how are you going to celebrate? And before I tell you how I'm going to celebrate, I want to know how John Chapman will celebrate. Man, you know, I was at Miami for the Super Bowl against the Chiefs and the peak experience of that whole trip. One, we had Frank Gore out, which was really cool for our road trip, but also, press your luck, dumbest, funnest game show ever. There we go. Um, when we got the interception, remember the Tarvarius Moore interception? They all I remember. Picture? I was like, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it was just like you constantly – it didn't happen, obviously, but that's okay. But, like, you just start going through this kind of, like, Rolodex of memories. And, like, it's funny because – I started thinking about Chip Kelly. I started thinking about Dennis Erickson. I, I started thinking about Mike Nolan. You know, all these, like, the downtimes. And the stuff that sports puts us through, like, I'm nostalgic by, like, a, a huge fault. Like, I, it's a problem that I have. But I don't know, man. Uh, 
because we're fans. Like, there's the beat writers. There's the people that just do this for entertainment and money and whatever. No, no, no. Make no mistake. No I'm mistake. I'm a fan. I'm no a mistake. fan. And that's not going to change. That's just who I am. John, they they have to ex- if you're go- if you're gonna be at the Rush Road trip, try to find tickets next to John and I. <laughs> you will see how we fan at a game. Yeah. <laughs> We're calling plays. John is coaching at the top. I'm I'm giving play by play analysis, and then let some. Ha- we are truly one hundred percent authentic fans. Before anything, and I think that's what makes the connection so real. You have to witness it on your your own. You have to witness it. It's nothing like it. Uh, there's times that John and I don't get along. There's times that we are using words that we shouldn't be using. There are t- there's just times uh, that that we just are fans. Uh, and it doesn't matter where we go, we're going to be fans. I like how you put that, John. I told everybody that I will be at the parade on the damn float i guarantee you <laughs> and you know me wait to wait to find a way on there i will well wait will right so oh i gotta tell the story 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 so so john is ah how do i say this yeah this is gonna hurt this is gonna hurt it's all right so, you know you gotta pull punches you i don't know what punches. to i don't even know how to call i don't know what to call it let let them name it right so we're at a 49ers invasion so the line is long right so we like to go out and support nick and the crew before our show starts right and the line was dumb long i mean around the block right and john is the i would say (laughs) you can say whatever man honest fairest person i've ever met but breezy i'm from the east coast (laughs) and I got to hook up Holly if you hear me. And so I hit up Nick, but like, yo, Nick, yo, we got a show we got to do, but we're here to support you. Can you can you get us in real quick? Nick texts back. Hey, man, come up to the front. We get to the front and I get my stuff. John's behind me. Uh, and what's his name? I can't remember his name. He was with us. He wears the kilts. Kilted 49. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. James. 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 James was with me. Somehow, John didn't make it in, but I, I Wayne kinda, and James yeah, made it, it in. And I'm trying to figure out. So John's excuse was the bouncer stopped. Yeah, he did stop me. He stopped me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, sorry, man. Nick told us to come in to the front. He's like, no, no, no. There ain't no Nick here. And I was like, cool, man. I was like, I, I'm not the type of guy to like. I, I, so I just I just hung out outside. I, I went, actually I went. You down went to, to the next restaurant, restaurant and that's I where I met you at the restaurant. I was like, I'm gonna go. I gotta get some food before this event, man. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we ended up at Hooters. It might have was that one. It might have been that one. I think so. It might have been that one. All I know is I was mad at John because I used the powers <laughs> that were invested in me to work out a, a deal or no deal, and John just disappeared because he said the bouncer stopped him. They and I'm did. like, they did. I went outside and looked at that bouncer. I was like, where's my boy, John? Yo, <laughs> I was gone. I was gone. Anyway, I'm the team guy. So I left and we went and broke bread at a different restaurant. But John is colloquial. I can't think of there any other word. You said no SAT words and look at you. My bad. Anyway, it was great time, guys. You guys definitely have to come out and hang out with us because it's, <laughs> it's the once in a lifetime thing. No autographs, just real authentic fans. And I think that's what they'll love the most. John, I'm excited about today's show. Um, you know, I wanna I wanna kind of recap the tight end university. It was a three-day event, one day of registration, two days of kind of like uh practice work, you know, a little field work, drills, things like that. But the cool thing is Trey Lance was in attendance, all right, and um so was Sam Darnold. Uh I didn't see much from Sam Darnold. Uh, but I saw a lot from Trey Lance. Uh, we saw him uh, do some training drills with George Kittle. Uh, I didn't see me personally, and I'm sure everybody was way different. I'm kind of taking a break, but I didn't see any of the behind the ball throws where he has to go and readjust. If anything, they might have been a little bit more in front of him. But what's the importance of Trey Lance? I guess the question for me to you is, what's the importance of Trey Lance being at these type of events and, and, and getting these reps in, man? This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I think probably one of my biggest takeaways of this whole thing was there was a segment that I saw where Trey was running around tight in you with, with a microphone, yeah. kind of interviewing and talking to people and kind of cracking jokes. And that was a side of Trey we haven't seen. It, to where like his personality is starting to kind of come out. It that's one of the things you know. I was doing a whole research thing on Spencer uh, Wagey Wagey. How do you pronounce it? Spencer Wagey Wagey. There we go. I, I've missed it the whole time on my countdown show. But he had a quote where he was like, you know, when Trey came in to North Dakota State, Trey was the rookie and I was the vet. I made him do all kinds of things. Now the tables have turned. Where Waggy is the rookie and Trey is the quote unquote vet. He's been here three years. And it just kind of put it into perspective. Dude, Trey Lance just turned 23 years old. He's a kid still. He's a pup, man. Yeah. And so to see some of the charisma and stuff come off, the leadership come off, I think that's huge. And to be recognized by George Kittle, right? What were, you know, all the clickbait people saying, oh, Kittle doesn't like. Trey Lance, right? They just created this narrative out of no, nowhere. Like that, there's nothing to support that. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's huge for Trey Lance to find himself in all of this. And yeah, I think it's a positive experience. Darnold, you know, the camera wasn't on Darnold, obviously, just because his career's been what it is. But positive for both of them. And I, I think it, I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Agreed. Uh, and it, the, my, my take on the whole situation is like, it's good. Trey Lance is out there, not just getting the reps, but just being more of a, like a, like he seems a lot more comfortable. He's, 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 he's becoming a, a coming of age. I guess that's what you can call it. He's, he's growing into himself. And just to reiterate the things that you were saying, man, this is, this is big up for him. And this is a way for him to show, you know, that you know leadership type of quality right like that 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 type of person that we're you know the people will run through a wall for you type of guy like and you can see that trey lance he has a sense of humor uh even though he's a kid he's growing into that adulthood and he's doing it well and i know everybody just really wants to see the kid get out there on the field and play some football but i will say this like in due time it's gonna happen uh, it, it, it's inevitable for him to not play football. He's a football player. Uh, but the 49ers have just some really situ different type of situations going on to, to where I feel like they're just in the best possible scenario, whether Brock plays, whether Trey plays, and even if Sam Darnold has to play. I just feel like the scenarios, are they can all turn out to be positive. And I think that's a great thing or a great uh, perspective to look at the situation. What do you think? Yeah, it's people always want to try to find a negative in situations instead of trying to find a positive. And maybe that's an area where, you know, I'm flawed is because I'm trying to find a positive, right? And so, you know, I come into these things again. I, I've just proclaimed my fandom. Obviously, I'm biased. And I think everybody brings some type of bias to there. <laughs> Look at Troy. Can't believe Trash Can Sam is on my team. Yuck. Come on now. The best quarterback three of the NFL. It ain't even close. Can uh, I just say this about Sam before you finish your statement? And I know he's been a trash can in the league, but we got to be fair and give him the same, you know, stint that we would give Trey Lance because we we said, well, Trey Lance didn't have these weapons, right? Well, neither did Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has never had a team like the San Francisco 49ers. And, and when I think about Sam Darnold, all I say is Josh Johnson. That, yeah. That's it. That from from that point on, Sam Donald is light years uh, better to me. Please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, 100%. And, like, I know somebody's out there like, what? Sam Donald was in Carolina with CMC. Nope. Never played together. Uh, CMC is traded. Oh, yeah. shoot. Well, that's the thing. Trey Lance and Sam Donald have never played with Christian McCaffrey. They've never, they've never played together. So, like, this is new territory for both. 
and you know CMC, which I've got some questions later on about CMC with for you. Uh, but just excited about both these guys and to have two 23 year old quarterbacks in Brock and Trey and a 25 year old quarterback in Sam Darnold. I like it. I like this quarterback room. I really, really do. Um, before we get to the rest of the super chats, because there's some other super chats that are here in the queue, uh, I want to go right into this next portion because Adam Schefter on the Pat McAfee show talked about his takes on the quarterback, I would say, a battle uh, in San Francisco. Uh, what he said about Brock Purdy was that the 49ers are optimistic about him starting week one, and the key word is optimistic. And so I just want to get your quick take. I mean, it's it's probably nothing different or anything different uh, than what we've already known. I mean, I yeah. think the goal and the plan is for him to start week one. And this is probably one of the biggest issues with guys like Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, who I love. Like, those guys, like, awesome. I've got my alerts set for those guys. You know what I mean? Like, whenever they say something, I listen. However, this was only his interpretation of past stuff. No new information, no new sources, no new anything. But Schefter, right here, look at Relax. He said Schefter was never right for the Niners thing in the past. Schefter's incredible at announcing new information and transactions. Not with the Niners, he's not. Not with the Niners, he's not. He's like 0 for 98. Yes, uh, 1,000%. Who, who broke the Javon Hargrave signing? Javon Hargrave, right? <laughs> who, like, <laughs> who broke the Trent Williams trade? The 49ers The did. 49ers did. Yeah, like, they're, they're in control. Not, yeah. Niners ain't, and Kyle's been on record saying, why would I correct what they're saying when it's wrong? Let them run with it. What good does it do for us to... So, like, this was Adam Schefter's interpretation of what's happened, and they have hated Trey Lance from the start because he made them all look so so dumb yeah. uh, with the whole Mac Jones at three thing and the whole Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I mean, they've just been wrong, 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 nonstop. So it's, it's, it's Florio-esque, which that's okay. Now, the one thing that we can say, and I think there's a couple ways to break this down, is Brock Purdy starting week one, okay? I think you and I have been very, very consistent on this. We both love Brock Purdy, and if he starts every game this year, that's awesome. But at the same time, I don't want them to rush him back. I Please don't, see... don't. I love the rush show, but don't rush Brock Purdy back. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> no rush. No rush. Um, and so, like, okay, if, if he gets two weeks of practice in, is that enough? I would say no. I don't want that. That doesn't make sense to me. I, like... And a lot of this, I think, will be determined by how Trey Lance does in preseason training camp and all that. Because if Trey Lance is on fire, they'll slow Brock Purdy down. Super slow. But if Trey Lance is not, then they'll say, yeah, Brock's our guy and we're rolling with him. And not that I think if Trey Lance starts week one, he's the quarterback for the future. Here's what I keep going back to. There is, I don't see a possibility for one quarterback starting the entire season for the 49ers in any way, shape, or form. Whether that's not Brock, this season. Trey, Sam. It has, mm -mm. It's happened once in 10 years mm -hmm. for the Niners. Once. And we went to the Super Bowl that year. Um, so both quarterbacks are going to get playing time. I'm not too worried about that. We just got to kind of wait and see. But if I was in charge of this situation, I would say, look, Brock, you need to be fully practicing for three and a half weeks to have an opportunity before you jump in a game. So if you come back two weeks, you know, before the season opener, then we're looking at week three as your first possible start. Like, I want three and a half weeks working with the ones before we're even going to consider this. That That's just my own, you know, whatever arbitrary number I'm going to put out there. But don't rush yeah, but back. I, I think the optimism comes in when you get Brock Purdy, who came back a little bit earlier than expected, uh, who, who was actually throwing – earlier than expected and and i think that's where this optimism is coming in to where you know the guys like adam schefter ian rapport like they're coming out and they're saying hey man look look if brock stays on this trajectory which they didn't say that but that's kind of what they're really saying like he's going to be the starter week one and then when he's the starter week one they can say well we told y'all that the 49ers were up you get what i'm saying it's one of those type of things where they can kind of save face if it doesn't happen and things like that you know what i'm saying so the way i see brock uh you know like you said i'm with you man if, if he's first of all he has to be cleared he's not cleared yet but if that happens 
you know, w- over the next couple of weeks, you know, and he's cleared to start and like to be the guy in training camp, then it's going to get a little interesting. But he has to get through training camp, which is a now. month of football. Like he has to get through that. You know what I mean? And that's the toughest part. And if he can get through that, if he can make all the throws, if he can if he can get through the reads, through the progressions and things like that, then yes. But that's a long road for a guy coming off of an uh, of an elbow surgery, you know, that we don't know how quarterbacks are going to respond to because the only quarterbacks that we had to go off weren't good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Nick they Mullins, yeah. JTL Sullivan or was somebody like that. Whoever like, it was, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. insignificant. Like my point, that's the whole point. They're, they're just insignificant. It's not like it was a uh 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 hell, it could have been a Joe Flacco. He's better than the two guys you mentioned, but my point is we just don't know. And so at the end of the day, I just don't want them to rush. And I know we've talked about that over and over again. And they don't have to rush because they have a Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance isn't working out, they have a Sam Darnold who has some more who has actually playing experience over Trey Lance. And so here's the thing, right? Why is then why is Adam Schefter Schefter coming out saying that Sam Darnold is the clear number two? I'm confused. And is it is it because of the hatred of Trey Lance? I think so. I think I think there's just this narrative out there from Colin Cowherd, which he's got his own reasons to hate Trey. Whatever you can look into that if you want to. But like Colin Cowherd, Mike Florio, like you you uh not Pelissero, but Ian Rappaport. Like those guys have hated this from the start. They really have, and so none of them have changed gears on that. Um, even last year, when the Niners came out and said Trey's the guy from the jump, they were all mum. They weren't the ones that were breaking that news. So I, I think they've just been consistently wrong, and it's just better for them to stay wrong instead of jump and ship. And I don't think there's any reason for them to do so, especially with Brock Purdy and the emergence of that. Now, my issue is this, Wayne. You know, when they had the surgery for mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. they said six-month timeline, which is still- mm-hmm. the last week of August. I, Training it, camp starts the last week of July. July. That's a whole month in advance. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where it gets tricky. So everybody keeps saying ahead of schedule, and that's great. Is he a week ahead? Is he two weeks ahead? It sounds is like he he's a, a month, month ahead. ahead. That's 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 what it that that's what it's appearing to be. Like he's a month ahead of schedule, which they've never said. They've never put a timeline on it. They just say he's on schedule, kind of right. And so on schedule will be August. Now, if he's out there for the first day of training camp, it's done. Dun, it's over. Like he's he's starting quarterback week one. No questions about it. D-U-N. Um, I love it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, if Brock is back to start trading camp, yeah, this conversation's over. But it's all conjecture from here till there. And so if he comes back at the projected date, the fourth week of August, I do not want him starting week one. That doesn't but, make sense to me. And that's true. And I agree with that. But here's the cool thing. You still have Trey Lance and you still have Sam Darnold, so your right. quarterback room is still intact. That's not the end of the day. I'm fine with Sam Darnold starting. Like, I'm a Trey guy, and I know people are like, well, you're just a Trey Lance guy. No, no, no. I want what's best for Brock long term. Facts. And so I don't want him rushed back. I don't, I care about games in September. I'll travel to the games in September, but that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So if that means delaying Brock until the third week of September instead of, you know, rushing to back and have Sam Darnold start, and let's just say we're wrong about Trey Lance, that's fine. I would prefer that than rushing Brock back. If he's got three and a half weeks plus back working with the ones full time, then yeah, get that dude out there. He's just too damn good. Yeah. I, I just me personally, and I know people, I, I see you guys in the chat. You don't like us using the term rushing him back and things like that, but it's, it's just, if you've watched football for a long time, you know, coming back from an injury isn't always like, it doesn't always go smoothly at first. It takes time. And so I feel like the 49ers are in a situation where they have guys that they can win with while they allow him to kind of get back into some type of football shape. And if he's your guy, you, you, you're kind of confident that whenever he's, he gets in the game, he's going to be able to perform well and do well and things like that. 
But I think what John and I are saying is there's just no rush because you can win with Trey Lance, and I really think you can win with Sam Darnold based off the t- the number one I defense agree. and the type of team that we have. Listen, who do we lose on offense? Can you tell me? Nobody. Right tackle. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, for for the type of – for. As much as Mike McGlinchey did for this organization, he just wasn't the guy in the direction that the 49ers were going for offensively. And and as we stopped going from that run-heavy first run to more of a, a, a quick check-pass type of offense, you saw Mike McGlinchey just wasn't fitting. And so I just feel like McKivitz, if he's the guy that's going to get the nod, is a better option, especially for pass protection. Now, he might struggle in the run game, but that doesn't mean he can't get good in the run game. So that's why I feel like, you know, people want us to talk about the offensive line, and I want you to answer my man Dave's question too, and we'll get back to the offensive line. We'll get to the gist of the show. John, take a, take a stab at this question. It says, can you explain the pup list options, please? Thank you, Dave. Uh, yeah, so there's two different pup lists. There's the pup list where you can go on and off the pup list, during training camp and there's no consequence literally you can go on the pup list one day you can come off at the next not a big deal now the where it gets interesting is if you start on the pup list for training camp and stay on that all the way up to the 53 man and you're still on the pup list you have to miss the first four regular season games used to be eight then it was six now it's four so if you're on the pup list and you stay on that then you have to miss the first four games. Now, you can miss more, and you don't count against a 53-man roster spot, if that makes sense. But the rules are you have to start training camp on the PUP. You have to stay on the PUP the whole training camp preseason. Then you are on the PUP for the initial 53-man roster. You miss four games. And my assumption is Brock Purdy will start training camp on the PUP, and if he stays on that, then there you go. You've got your time frame where he'll be out for the first four games. But I don't... We said when the surgery happened, there's a 50-50 shot of that happening where he starts on the pup and stays on the pup. I doubt it. And pup stands for physically unable to perform. Uh, that's what that is. And it has to be with an injury that happened before training camp um, to qualify for that. Thank you, John. I do want to get to a couple of these super chats. Uh, Jax Knox is in the building. <clears throat> she says, hey, Wayne and John, let's go. Can't wait till September, Pittsburgh, and my birthday. Yeah. I set my clock for 5 a.m. so I could watch the show here in Hawaii. Ooh, All right. Up, girl. In Enjoy Hawaii. Yourself. Must be nice. Must be nice. Thank you, Jax, for the contribution. Cinnamon Kiss also sent in a contribution. She says, you two are the... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The bomb, baby. That was the, a bomb sound effect. I heard. The, it. I heard yeah, it. we're the bomb. Thank you, Cinnamon <laughs> Kiss. I, I, I'm trying to be quicker. And 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 this one from Tommy Powers investing in me. What is this? A wedding, dude? I yeah. I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth. Pause. Uh, when I'm on the show, this is not scripted, <laughs> so it just happens, man. But I tell you what. You can play the you can cue the music, Tommy. Oh, Tommy can jam, man. Tommy oh, for sure. Jam. He sent me yeah. clips. I'm like, oh man, I, I I would love to do a gig with, with Tommy, man. That that would be cool. Maybe we his can get him on one of these shows. His talent is much better than his college football choice. I'll tell you that right now. I have to ask you who's his college football choice. Oh, just think about the worst program in all of the country. Uh that's that's all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna I mean, I was there. gonna say Ohio State, but I'm just I'm just playing. Uh starts uh, with the same letter. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I was getting ready. <laughs> I was going there. I was going there. Uh, but guys, listen, I will say this. Uh, the quarterback situation, battle, controversy, whatever you want to name it, it's going to be ongoing until it's not. Until there's a quarterback deemed the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Even then, it's not going to be solved. That's a good it, point. It's That's not going to be like this is a process that will work itself out organically. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, it is what it is, and and and, and it, it's just it is what it is, John. Let's get to the gist of the show, bro. You got a show plan, man. I'm dying to know what you have to pick my brain today. Yeah, excited about this. Um, and so on our show Tuesday, like I just started asking, you know, Wayne a bunch of questions because Wayne he always gets it right or pretty damn close to it. So I, I wanted to see uh, kind of what he's got. So. Here, here's my question. Do you want to start offense or defense? Let's go offense. Offense. All right. I feel cool. like scoring today. 
All right. So the 49ers offense last year, these were their best categorical ranks out of 32 teams, right? Okay. So I'm going to give you about six categories, and I want you to start thinking through your head. And you guys in the chat, I want you to do this as well. Which one of these categories would you anticipate the Niners finishing first in? in 2023, the upcoming year. So these are their 2022 ranks. They had the third fewest interceptions. They had the third best net yards per pass attempt. They were fourth in passing touchdowns, fifth in rushing touchdowns, fifth in total yards, and sixth in total points. So out of those categories, I'll go through them again, which one do you think the Niners had the best chance of finishing first in? It, fewest interceptions, net yards per pass attempt, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, total yards, or points. That's six categories. Which one do you think they could be number one in this year? Interesting. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go at total yards this year. Ooh. Um, I think the 49ers, with, with the way that the team is set up offensively, with the Yak guys and the big play capability guys, uh, with the rushing attack, I think when you combine those those forces, uh, depending on the quarterback play, I mean, you might get longer passes down the field for 60, 70 yards, and then you, you, you're still going to get your yak plays, and then you got your screen plays. And then I just think that total yards is going to be something that the 49ers can finish in first. Will that equivalent to them finishing first in points? That's a different conversation. But as far as yardage, I think the 49ers are going to put up damn near 500 yards a game the last time the 49ers offense was first in total yards oh, this gosh. would have been a good don't say 1994 it's it's no it, it's better than that they actually in 1994 they were second in yards um <sighs> i was close though 1998 that was the garrison hurst young see what rice. rice yeah it's that was those cool ass uniforms they need to find that a way was. to bring back too yeah i like those I like like the like the the wine red or burgundy whatever red you want to call that red that was kind of cool those are the Reebok uniforms but yeah. listen um that's why they won't bring them back that's, that's why, why they, yeah that's why they won't bring them back I got you that's interesting what what did we average that year um so okay if we're looking at the 1998 let me pull it up here they scored or you're talking yards yeah what was the total yards that year. Man, they had, look at this, a perfect round number, 6,800 yards. Exactly. So what, so Divided what did by they, 16, 425. Okay, so I was, I'm, I'm freaking, I think we finished with 400 plus yards this year. Average on average. That'd be nice. That would be nice. So just think, that that that's not hard though, right? 100 rushing yards and 300 passing yards. That's 400 yards. The hard part there will be the passing yards. Why? Because the attempts are so low. They are. They're not the forty attempts plus attempts. So and and so the, the key is to so so the, so then the numbers will inflate, and and so like if you if you if you're rushing for hundred and fifty plus yards with two two running backs three running backs, then that that changes the game. That lets you pass less, but you should be able to average throwing. 250 275 i think that's going to be the number you know what's great I, again just as you're talking i'm looking this up the 49ers only threw for 300 or more yards once the entire regular season last year oh dang. that was against the chiefs when we were playing catch up they did it once against in the playoffs against seattle that was it this is so it's it's funny because that's it's just not the identity of the 49ers it wasn't excuse me it wasn't the identity of the 49ers but I think it changes a little bit because whether if if Trey is quarterback, Brock is quarterback, or Sam Donald is quarterback, it's going to add a different element and dynamic to the offense. And so now you got to account in their abilities too, which I think makes it a little bit different. So I'm going to go with the the yards. I'm going to stick with it. I see I like Uncle it. Scott said fewest interceptions. See that that scares me though because, Oof, I love that. Be, I love it. It's just tough for me to say that one because I don't know, man. I, I feel like Trey needs to get in there, and I feel like there's going to be some mistakes that he's going to make. I feel like Brock Purdy's going to make more mistakes this year as well because I think defenses are going to treat him a little differently once he's in the game. It's tough for me to say fewest interceptions. Nice. Mine was net yards per pass attempt. I that love was it. the one I was going to say. Okay. 
That's just the Shanahan metric of all metrics. That's the Shanahan metric of all metrics. That's the safest bet, too. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll put my bookie numbers out there, and y'all can bet on, on these, and I'll be the house. I should. That's what I should do is start my own gambling service. I'm sure my bank account can support that. All right, here we go. Let's go to the, <laughs> the next question. Uh, let's jump over the defensive side, Wade. Oh, oh no, we still got some comments. I, I do because that. Benji said uh, that 300 passing yards a game is 5,000 passing yards per, for the season. We haven't hit 4,000 in forever. Yeah, but why can't it? Hey, man, I'm going out. I'm going out on the edge here, man. And I feel like it could be different. I know it's asking for a lot, but I also said I broke it down to the easiest way. Right. You get 100 rushing yards and 300 passing. Yeah. What if it's 150 rushing and, and then 250 passing? passing. Well, it's talking. still the yeah, it's still the total. I, I just I'm just an outlier. Sorry, Benji and dad game channel. Go ahead, John. Please continue. All right, defense. Okay, so this one is – I want you to – I'm going to give you a bunch of data, but here's what I want you to think while I'm giving you this, these numbers. The question is two parts. What is the defensive snap total that you think Drake Jackson will get and mm. the rookie Robert Bill Jr. will get at the defensive edge position? Okay, so I want everybody thinking about these things, Jackson and Robert Bill. Now I'm going to go through the snap counts last year for the regular season. I was okay? going to look that up. Go ahead. These are all the defensive ends for the 49ers last year. Bosa, 745 was first. Omenahue, 572. Samson, 559. Drake Jackson had 315 last year. Jordan Willis, 200. And Kamiko Ture, 43. So I'm going to say them one more time, okay? So predict Drake Jackson and Robert Beal's snap counts total that you want in the regular season. Bosa so think, had – go ahead. I, oh, go ahead. If you know I, it, think, I think Drake Jack – what was Bosa's again? 745. So I think Drake Jackson's number doubles. So he had 315. I'm thinking he's going to be at 630 this year. Ooh, all and, right. And, and I think that Robert Beal is going to be in in that two 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 I would say 230 to 270 range. Not quite 300 yet. I feel like he's going to be utilized in specific uh, scenarios. Yeah. And so depending on if we're in those scenarios will be determined if he gets out on, you know, out on the field because his only his one trick pony is, is speed and to get to the quarterback. Right. And so when are you going to utilize that third and yeah. longs? Yeah. So you got to get third downs. Yeah. Yeah. So a little less than what Drake got. But see, but Drake was a, more of a freakish, athletic Ben type of guy. So, I mean, you saw him get on the field. I mean, he would have had more snaps if his body just, just didn't give yeah, up. They, I yeah. mean, they basically just healthy scratched him the last yeah. five games. He is probably on his way to a good 400 because he was averaging a little over 20 snaps a game. Absolutely, man. And he was making plays with his hands, too. Like, you know, like he's going to be a problem. He has a gift and... If if he comes in here in training camp in great shape, uh, with the same gifts that he had last season, he's gonna start opposite Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think starting is the key there, um, and we'll have to kind of see what that looks like because if we stick with you know Bosa, let's just say he replicates his seven forty five or whatever, that means there's a lot of snaps for Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, yeah, you know Daryl Johnson Jr. These guys. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of snaps available at this position. I if and if I could, you know, sign up for Drake Jackson getting 600 snaps, I'd do it right now. I, I'd be. I I think snapping. he's going to hit that 600 mark, uh, and 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 top it and max out at around the 630 mark. All right, cool. All right, now let's jump over. Let's talk some CMC. Um, yes. Yeah. Who? One of like the most fun players team? to watch. I remember everybody was skeptical about this. Because they were worried about him getting injured. Lot. You paid a premium. Uh, you did. Uh, but as John Lynch says, I don't know if he even said this, but F them picks. I think that's something <laughs> we kind of came up with. <laughs> yeah, that was the Rams. And now they're they're facing the reality of that. Uh, right. They, they are. We'll talk about the Rams here in a little bit. But yeah, they're they're it's done. D-U-N. All right. Here we go. CMC. How many touches do you want for him this year? I'm going to go through his touches for his entire career. 
Um, how many touches do you want? Because I think a lot of times when people bring up CMC, it's, man, I don't want to run them into the ground. I don't want to wear them out. How do you keep them effective without overworking them? So here's his career touches, okay? Um, last year, combined between the Panthers and 49ers, 329 total touches. So this is pass attempts, rush attempts, and quarterback attempts. You got to put that in there, too. Um 329 in 2021 he only played seven games 136 2020 he played three games 76 snaps and this is where it went crazy 2019 he was offensive player of the year 403 touches that's insane 2018 he had 326 and as a rookie he had 197 so my question to you wayne how many touches rush attempts and pass uh catch receptions do you want him to have this year do I want him to have uh, somewhere in that 300, mid 350, I think. 50. I think 350 is a good number for him. Um, and, and and the reason why is he he's a he's a game changer. And so, like, he can change the game in many different facets, and we've seen it. We've seen it as a 49er, so I think that's what makes it so much more believable because we watched him throw a touchdown, we watched him catch touchdowns, we watched him rush for touchdowns, right? And I don't know how else he can score uh, other than kickoff, but I definitely don't want him on that. Uh, but no, nah, man, look, this this guy's a football player, first and foremost. And I, I think people forget that, and I, and I know we want to lessen the load and things like that. But listen, the 49ers, are got, they got a stable of running backs, um and they're going to figure that out so i i trust bobby turner but listen i need to get the ball in christian mccaffrey's hands i don't care how i do it but the ball needs to touch his hands and when it does that magic happens so if teams are going to focus in on him that's even better for some of the other players right but at the end of the day like i think as far as his touches man i think it's around that 350 at 350 mark total passing catching so uh in russia if he hits 350 divided by 17 that's 20.5 touches per game is that a lot i think that's a whole lot but he's done it before right uh but it is a lot um he's only passed that one time um he, he's got over 350 that's 2019 he was offensive player of the year so so i mean i, could, I mean i i I can lessen it a little bit. I mean, take away 50 touches. Yeah. All right. So if we take away 50, right? And again, I'm, I've got the calculator out here. I'm not a very smart man. That's 17.6 touches. So that that's sounds more realistic. Per game. Yeah, I would love that. That's a little bit more realistic. The way Kyle Shanahan uses this kid, though, is amazing, right? So, like, it's bang, 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 bang. And then they start shifting him out into different formations, lining him up in the slot. And then they they changed pace with the running backs. And I think it all comes down to that, too. So we haven't even talked about, like, the help, like the other guys being available and things like that. Because it'll change the way you can utilize Christian McCaffrey because he's a weapon. And so, like, with Debo being as healthy as he is, the 49ers are going to be scary as F, man. Like, I, and I think teams know it. Uh, I, think they, I think they're starting to understand, like, okay, man. They're healthy, like with or without Brock Purdy, they still have an uh, uh, opportunity to be dangerous because if the ball gets into these playmakers, they're all playmakers. And so that, like, you know, I know you're not talking about everybody else, but they're all playmakers. So for Christian McCaffrey, like I said, if if you lessen his touches, that's good for the other guys, but it's it's what he's going to do with those touches. So the yeah. moment you sleep on them because you're like, oh, they're not going to Christian McCaffrey's where they're going to hit you with the sneaky peaky. And next thing you know, he 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 going for a touchdown or he throwing for a touchdown. or You know what I'm saying? So the deception is crazy. And like Kali said, top five offense. I mean, I know people are – it's tough to say that. And I know the analysts out there aren't going to say that the Niners have a top five offense, but – and it's because of the quarterback. It's because they don't know if Brock is the guy, if Trey's the guy, whatever. I think that's the only reason. But I don't think it matters. I just don't. I, you know, it last just yesterday, I listened to the Around the NFL podcast, which is one of yeah, my favorite, good, like good broad NFL podcasts, right? And they ranked skill position groups one through 32. 
And so quarterbacks aren't involved. It's just, you know, your running backs, the tight ends, wide receivers, fullbacks, if you have them. They had their three hosts all ranked the 49ers first. They were See? first overall. They're, they're a scary mother in team, yo. Like, yeah. think about the 49ers, and I'll just mention five players. Ready? I think I did this on my Instagram. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, CMC, and you could pick whoever else you want to throw in. Juwan Jennings or use check. It doesn't. doesn't matter. Like, that's the key thing. Like, there's an interchangeable piece and for that fifth. That's the yeah. scary part. The fifth option, you – it depends on the scenario for the 49ers. If it's a third and long, you know you're going to get Juwan Jennings. And how are you going to stop him? Because you're going to leave him one-on-one. And if you leave him one-on-one, he's going to out-muscle and physical that whoever it's on him. And if they line him up in the slot, ain't not one slot defender. Maybe Isaiah Oliver, who's a little bit bigger in the slot, can probably defend the guy. But guess what? He plays for the 49ers now. All I'm saying is, like, they have options. It's The fifth option is crazy. We got to do a yeah. show called The Fifth Option. A lot of teams don't have that. A lot of teams don't have that. And the Niners have multiple. And, and I would say, you know, the biggest issue, you talked about interchangeability and whatever else was the tight end. What happens if Kittle goes down? Well, you just went out and added two tight ends to the draft. Yeah. So if one of those guys pans out, if one of them, now you've got depth there too. And so I, I just think I'm with you, Wayne. I think you said it well. Like, this is dangerous, man. It's dangerous. <laughs> and CMC made it. He was that extra spice that just kind of made everything nice. Look at that. Uh, rhymed. I see you're you're, you're catching saying, on, my brother. Saying. You're catching on. <laughs> you're doing well. I'm a great teacher. At the end of the day, man, I won Teacher of the Year a couple of years back. I think I get this. It's all about the connection. It's not even about the information you and the knowledge. I let you get that. It's about the connection. I'm connected with you. But here, here's the thing I love about the San Francisco 49ers and their interchangeability, if that's a word or whatever or whatnot. Like it's going to be hard to figure them out. And listen. This is what I love about Brock Purdy. He can make a play out of no plays. Like, if it hits the fan, he's looking to make a play. That's a gift. Here's the thing about Trey Lance. Like, the league, they haven't seen what he can do with his abilities yet. And so Kyle Shanahan got a a, a wild card with Trey. Now, if you put Trey Lance out there, and he's and he's got this and he's got the he can match the physical and the mental and put it together all of a sudden now your defenses are playing 11 on 11 oh man that's a, that's an element we haven't seen in ever <laughs> like and so like they're just in a, a a good situation going forward whether Trey's out there whether Brock's out there they're just in a great situation and I think Kyle is sitting back and just laughing his ass off, yo. I really do. He's I cocky re- enough that that's what he's probably doing. I I just feel like he's laughing his ass off because he has stuff we haven't seen yet. I'm pumped, man. I'm it's pumped. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. Now, th- this is the last thing I got, um, and it's not 49ers related. It's NFC okay. West related. I want you to, off the top of your kind of thing, predict – uh, what these records are going to be. We'll start with the Cardinals, who went 4-13 and last year. Yeah. Now, they by far have the worst roster in the NFL. Um, will their quarterback come back and play? 4-13 and last year. What do you think their record – how many wins are they going to get? they going to get to four? Nah, I, I, think, I think they're out for the draft picks, and they'll probably get two wins this year. Wow, two wins. All right, terrible. Now, about as bad a team as the Cardinals, a little bit better. The Rams. I think they, they get went to five four. and twelve. You think I, they I, get to four? I I think they get to four wins. Um, they're they're kind of rebuilding, sort of somewhat. Oh, yeah. They I mean they have some solid pieces. They still have Cooper Cup though, and they still have Aaron Donald. I feel like I'm disrespecting the Rams, but the rest of their team. You can't name more than three starters. I just team. yeah, Nobody it's tough. Can. I mean, if they if they get to five, that's a good ass coaching from Sean McVay. Cause they, they their team is depleted. Let's just call it. Let's call it. Call it like it is. Their team is depleted. So if the Rams can get to five wins, I probably give that man a hand clap. There you go. I like McVay. I wish he wasn't coaching there. I really, really. Do. I know. Cool guy. Yeah, that's all right. All right, here we go. Then we got the Seahawks. You know, limped into the playoffs, barely got in, nine and eight. Um, but again, you've 
get to play two games against the Rams, two games against the Cardinals, nine and eight. How many wins do you think they get this year? A lot of people think they improved a lot. See, like the the issue with the Seahawks for me always is going to be Pete Carroll and the fact that he got that that bandaged bandage team last year to win nine games and then they went out and they reinvested back in signing Gino. I, I think they get I think they get eleven wins this year, bro. Oh, there you go. That's way over what uh, Vegas has on. I think Vegas has nine and a half. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know, Jax, I see you there. Nine or 17 and oh, man. Consistent. She don't miss a beat. She Never. Miss a beat. Ever. That's Ever. Awesome. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I yeah. got for today. I mean, and, and as far as the Niners, the, the number's 13 for me. Um I just that's that's just the number, and I and I know we talked about this earlier. We don't want to start off slow, and I think if you if you if Brock Purdy is healthy and clear to go, I think the expectation set for him is that the 49ers won't start off slow because he's the guy with the keys. He's the guy that's ran the offense. Man, imagine if we lose Week One with Brock Purdy. Like and Pittsburgh's not a bad team. They're not they're a bad team, not bro. A bad team. But but At just um, imagine that though, like how how would that fare with the fans? Uh, they always overreact early. I think we're on three years straight of fire Shanahan. Uh, at some point in October, which you know those people are always going to do what they got to do. But yeah, I, I don't want the slow start. Um, obviously, I don't. I don't think week one losing week one would determine a slow start. That's a quality opponent on the road. Um, so. I think the Niners are favored by two points. Like it's going to be a close game, mm-hmm. but Niners should win. They're the better team, but it's not like that. That's not an easy game at all. And, and it's definitely not. And I, and I, I think I'm asking the question because even if we go four and four, the beginning of the season, it's not about how you start. It's always about how you finish. The Niners always seem to hit a stride after that eighth game. You know, they're going to get their bye week or whatever. I know we don't want that, but it just seems like that's been the way it's been happening. And they go on this crazy run. And so, like, perhaps let's say Trey Lance is the starting quarterback week one and he goes eight and eight. And now Brock returns and I mean he goes four and four and Brock returns and then they just take off. Like, there's so many different ways that scenarios can play out. So slow start. Do we want it? No. But at least we know we've overcome the slow starts. And, yep. and we've, we've done that consistently for the past couple of years. So if you get that fast start, man, holy cow. You know, I mean, how hard is it? Is it, is it easier to come off, come back from that slower start or hold on to the fast start? I think that's the question. Oh, it's easier to hold on. Yeah, it's easier to hold on. I mean, there's no doubt. It's hard to climb out of a hole. And the Niners have done it continuously. I think that's a testament to Shanahan. Uh, you want to critique them for the slow starts. You also got to praise them for digging out of it. In 2019, they started 8-0 and freaking just kept rolling. I mean, it was a machine. You know what I mean? So hopefully yeah. hopefully we get that fast start. Oh man. And, 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 and honestly, I believe that they do. I think the 49ers, if, as long as they come into week one healthy, uh, and and they they just have a they have a different bop. They they they're going on a different vibe. They're in a different frequency. I feel like than every other team in the league, uh, the way the season ended for them left a bitter taste in their mouth. Uh, they and then they went up and retooled, right? And so they 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 got better in the off season, and and I just feel like they're just gonna they're gonna come in with a different energy will pittsburgh be a tough game absolutely but the 49ers one thing that they know how to do is they prepare for the tough battle they actually play better against the tougher components and then they kind of play weird or dumbed down to the less weak you know the lesser opponents and that's my issue like beat the teams you should beat and then beat the teams you need to beat. like you know what i mean like We'll see what happens, though. But it's going to be fun. John, thank you, man. Uh, this has been a great week. I can't wait to do it again next week, John. Uh, and what we're going to do for the remainder of this month is we're going to start on John's channel on Tuesday. We're going to do the continuation of the part two right here on Fridays on the Wayne Breezy channel. John, it's been real. We got some. We got a couple of contributions we got to get to before we get out here. And I think there was one more question. So shout out to Sean. It's super segment chat time. Uh, Sean says, if we were a car racing team, 
Sean's hilarious every time, man. It's a roller coaster ride in all of his comments, and I love it. I love it. Kyle would skip on the drivers plus his tires and suspension, which is the offensive line. I like that. We can call Purdy and his O-line Mr. Irrelevant and the retreads. <laughs> well, I think a lot of what a lot of people don't understand is Kyle makes the O-line so much easier. And he makes the quarterback play so much easier. It's the most offensive line and quarterback friendly scheme in the NFL. So he is going to take responsibility for that and build up everywhere else, which he's done and it has worked. And so, yeah, you're not wrong, Sean, but it's frustrating. I get it. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I know one of them. Yeah. And I, and I get it, but, Remember, we, I I don't think, I, and I this, the episode that I did last week on I mean, on Wednesday, excuse me. Do we need a top tier QB? You don't need it, but you want it. I want that, a top tier quarterback. But but, but but the thing is, we don't even know if we have that, and we can be developing it right before our eyes. Right. You know, and you so we swings. what we need is that competent quarterback that can get into that tier mode, and and that's the key. Like, and I feel like they have three competent quarterbacks that have the potential of being top tier especially in this like environment in this culture in this system and i think that's what's key i think the three quarterbacks that the 49ers have are right and perfect for the system i know trey lance throws a little curveball because he doesn't seem to have that quick trigger like the other quarterbacks but maybe there's a different element we're trying to add to the system a different wrinkle that the league just hasn't seen before. That's why I keep anticipating. We gotta, we gotta stick. We gotta hold on to this for as long as we can. Because the moment Trey Lance does well, teams, are, the phones are gonna be ringing, offers are gonna be made, and now you're gonna be really put in a bind. Because do you give up on this kid? Do you trade him? Are you gonna get? It's gonna be a lot of stuff to to, to dive into a little bit later on. Jack's knocked with her prediction: seventeen and no, 49ers versus Pitt. She even gave the score prediction: twenty-seven to ten. 49ers scoring 27 points uh, on the road in Pittsburgh. That's I'd a tall task. Right now. I'd Ooh, sign up yeah. for that right now. I, I, I just want the win. I don't care if it's 13 to 10, <laughs> 11 to 10. I just want to win, but I like this score position. Thanks, Jax. Appreciate the, the contribution. And she backed it up and said defense and offense will be number one and two, possibly one and one. When's the last time, John? The 49ers finished first on both offense and defense. I don't think they ever have. I don't think it's it may have never happened ever for any team. I was gonna um, ask you, has any team done that in the NFL? Because let me see could, here. Could this be a year without one of those in top? In nineteen ninety five, we were first in offense and second in defense. It's uh, tough. And it's in nineteen eighty four, we're second in offense and first in defense. Um, I'm going through it real quick. Yeah, it's never happened. And in 1948, we were second in defense and first in offense. So we've never done first in both. Okay. But it's a possibility that it can happen. It's a possibility that it can happen. Uh, John, I'm going to let you take these two contributions. This is from Case 49. What's up, man? He says, do you think the defense will need time to gel? New defense. I don't think too much because you're returning the position coaches at all three levels. You're returning the Hufunga and you're returning almost the entire secondary besides Jimmy Ward, which I did notice today when we started the show, Wayne, there's a lot of Jimmy Ward in your clips, man. Like every other clip was a Jimmy Ward. Yo, he was one of my favorite players, bro. He's awesome. I mean, just and I got to I got to do a new clip, obviously, get some of these new players. I'll be working on that, uh, but he's one of my favorite players. Um, I don't think that the time to jail thing uh, for the defense, I don't think so because you're really replacing three guys kind of. Um, I The captains at all levels are still there, so I don't think so. I'm going to say no. I think defense comes out hot. Okay, I like it. Uh, and and it's easy because these, you know, we, we heard Steve Wilkes say that he's not trying to change anything, but he's trying to add some new tweak, tools, tweak, tweaks. Yeah. It's all about the tweak. And I think as a first-year defensive coordinator, when you're coming into a new environment, new culture, I think that's the best approach. 
you know uh you could be a teacher you can go into a new school new new district and you can implement your system and things but you kind of want to know kind of like what was working at first and maybe that first year you're in there you get in there and you just tweak some of the things you know what i'm saying that were there already and then you start implementing different aspects and and, and concepts and things like that so we'll see what happens but they're probably going to come off guns blazing case 49 like guns blazing john take this one too it's from bobo Bobo, what's up, man? He says, only injuries can stop this team from getting number six. That's what happened last year, right? That's exactly what happened last year. Would they have won the game? Would they not have? Whatever else. You can go through all that stuff. I I don't know, man. The way that game was going in Philly, it, it was early, but that defense freaking was stout. They had seven points at the half, and then Josh Johnson fumbled it, and they ran it back. Like Defense was doing their job. The offense just would have been anything I mean, shoot, it was seven to seven with two minutes left in the in the second quarter. In the second quarter, yeah, and that was with without a quarterback. So, yeah, I'm with you, Bobo. I'm with you, and and, and people don't understand. You know, again, as a coach, as a former coach, you have to have things go your way to win it all. At the high school level, college level, NFL level, you could have the best team, best coaching staff, and still not win because the ball doesn't bounce your way. You know, mistakes happen, injuries happen. Everybody wants to say, like, man, we got to get a ring. It's ring or bust. And I do not buy into that sentiment at all. I want the ring, but man, you've just got to have things go your way. Uh, You just do. I mean, look at the Rams Super Bowl, they got that phantom. Pass interference call at the end of the game, and that was it. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Were they a good team? Sure. But, man, the Bengals did everything that they needed to to win and more, and the refs came in and said, nope, 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 not yeah. going to happen, and took it out, took it away from them. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, yeah, the, it wasn't the Bengals' time yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This. <laughs> that's how it goes man uh Jax knox says i see things before they my prediction is solid so she's got the the cleo ball working in her favor so if jack says it's going to be 17 and 0 ladies and gentlemen 17 and 0 it is she got the receipts receipts sean is back with another contribution it says kyle as an indie driver what was that just the wheels in the engine. Keep going. Good Lord. Sean's the best, man. Greatest. Hey, John, this has been fun, man. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope everybody out there has a great weekend as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. John, you oh. ready to go? Oh. oh, I forgot. We're giving away an autographed Debo Samuel jersey. Tuesday. 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 So Autograph 19. Yeah. Yeah, if if this goes out to uh, anybody that's on our Patreon, um, or my my Patreon, just 49ers Rush Patreon, just type that into Google, pulls right up, and we've got free trials on there too. So if you want to enter in, um, you can join a free trial any tier. If you're already entered, if you're already on Patreon, you're entered. That's all that there is to it. So we're going to be announcing one of those winners. And if you haven't signed up over there yet, go check it out. Uh, strongly recommend, again, free trial. Doesn't even cost you anything to sign up. And you will be entered in to win an autographed Debo Samuel jersey that we're going to announce Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Wayne's time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Time. On the other side of the country. Hey, right. John, send this home, baby. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a joke with us because I asked Wayne to send us out on my show and I didn't have the ending queued up. So I was like, Wayne, send us out. And he did the whole thing. And then I just kept looking at the camera like an idiot and he did too. And I was like, oh, I have to push a button to end the show. My bad. Uh, so yeah, we always joke about that now because I'm a moron. Uh, anyway, so having said all those things, Wayne, you are the absolute best. Your community. I love the energy. You are incredible. So excited about this year. Uh, don't let all the negativity creep in. Protect yourself and your fandom uh, because this we're here to have a good time. And this year is going to be beyond a good time. Listen to Jack, 17 and 0, baby. Till next time, the Way Breezy Show. Oh, stay strong, faithful. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.